You're listening to Music Road's DIY Musician Podcast, episode number 23. Your road to navigating the music industry as a DIY musician. The purpose of this podcast is to provide bite-sized, actionable marketing strategies so you can create music, grow your fan base, and pay the bills. My name is Chriselle, and I'm a music marketing strategist for independent musicians. After getting my MBA in music business, I decided to start Music Road as a passion project to help equip DIY musicians turn their daydreams into reality. In today's episode, I'll be talking about how to sell your music online. Before you begin selling your music online, there are a few assumptions. Before you dive into this episode, there are a few assumptions. The first is your single or album is mixed, mastered, and you've got album art. You've also registered your publishing, your copyrights, and your music with a PRO. If you're selling cover songs, this also assumes you've covered your legal basis, including obtaining and paying for a mechanical license. Some distributors may do this for you, but for an extra cost. You've also got a bio written, a press release planned and prepped, a website, a mailing list setup, and a social platform to connect with your fans. If you still haven't gotten these things ready, this podcast is still relevant to you, but I advise that you do have to have these things prepped before you start the distribution process. First, let's cover the basics and what you need to know about distribution. I'll be chatting briefly about compression, metadata, and your UPC. This will cover the types of files you need, how your singles can be tracked and searched, and how your singles and album sales or streaming is performing. First, compression. Your audio files start out huge and can be anywhere over 50 megabytes. There's no way you can upload this into digital distribution and expect your fans to download the same. Instead, you'll be uploading a compression file. Audio that's uncompressed is usually a WAV or an AIFF file. But the most common compressed format files are MP3, which are typically sampled at 128 kilobytes per second, 192, or 256. The Apple compressed file is called an AAC, which is a less quality loss than an MP3. The WMA is sort of the Windows version of an AAC. Finally, there are Flax and Apple Lossless, which are both, as you might have guessed it, are lossless compressed files, which, as the name implies, no loss of sound quality. Flax and Apple Lossless files are a little bigger than MP3, AACs, and WMAs, but are way more agreeable than a WAV or AIFF. When you compress your files, you might want to have different file types depending on the digital retailers you select. The next thing to seriously consider when you're selling your music is a little thing called metadata. Metadata is the backend information within your music file. Metadata could also be found in images, websites, and applications. It helps identify your files through descriptions and tags. For your music specifically, it identifies your song, like the album information, track title, label information, genre, etc. This information travels alongside your ISRC, in other words, your International Standard Recording Code, which is the files you unique 12 character alphanumeric digital fingerprint. You can apply for an ISRC through the Recording Industry Association of America, or RIAA, and then the ISRC is applied during the mastering process. These codes are also used to trace your digital sales through online retailers. UPCs, or Universal Product Codes, i.e. your barcode, is what represents your product as a whole. This is different from an ISRC, which tracks a single. Instead, the UPC tracks the entirety of the product, in other words, your album 
album. And I'm sure you've seen a barcode before on products you've purchased at the grocery store. The UPC is used by both brick and mortar stores as well as online retailers to keep track of your music sales. These sales reports are relevant to you, but also relevant for charts like Billboard and the Nielsen SoundScan. You can obtain a UPC through whatever distributor you choose. Now, who do you choose? Here's a brief list of a few online distributors. There's CD Baby, TuneCore, Louder, Reverb Nation, iMusician, and Lander. For a more comprehensive overview of these distributors, make sure to download the freebie that breaks this down a little bit for you in one document. Just visit musicroad.co slash 23 after this podcast for the show notes and the freebie. First, why an online distributor? Before online distribution, you truly had to rely on a major record label to distribute your music in a brick and mortar store. Otherwise, it was almost impossible to push music product without the financial backing of a label. Thanks to online distribution, you don't have to worry about massive physical production or even fancy recording studios to create and distribute your music. Online distribution allows you to cost efficiently sell your product online through some of the largest digital retailers out there, including iTunes and Amazon, like never before. So leverage this. Start by getting to know the different options there are and choose one that fits your needs the best. Some of the things that you will need to review are number one, cost and frequency. Is there a one-time fee or is it monthly or annually? Do they take a percentage of your sales? But don't limit your decision to purely cost because sometimes a distributor that may cost a little bit more may offer something unique that another distributor doesn't. Number two, delivery time. Sometimes distributors will release your music within 48 hours of your request while others deliver it within several weeks. Retailers. Most distributors will reach most of the popular outlets like iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, etc., while some only reach a few. Also check if the distributor limits the number of retailers. If it does, there may be a fee to add more. Finally, UPC cost, if any. As I mentioned earlier, you will need a UPC code to track your product as a whole. Check if the distributor does this for free or if they charge. Remember, don't let cost be the only factor for your decision. Make sure to understand the whole picture before making a decision. And finally, I want to leave you with one more quick tip of advice on how to make distribution work for you by highlighting metadata. First, make sure to leverage that metadata. You want to be searchable and that metadata helps you to do that. Part of knowing what to place in there is understanding your niche and your fans. What are your potential fans searching for? Typically, the metadata includes your song title, your artist or band name, album name, track number, the year the song was made, performers, composers, album art, lyrics, producer, your genre, etc. You want to leverage this backend information because it'll help you appear in music databases so you can be searched, especially if you want your music to be licensed for TV or film. Plus, if you want to submit your music to a reviewer or a non-terrestrial digital radio station such as Pandora, you'll need to make sure you have the correct metadata. If you want to be searchable and paid, have correct and complete metadata. Finally, if you want a mini review of the distribution sites out there, make sure to check out the freebie to this episode. You can download it for free at musicroad.co slash 23. Until then, thanks again for listening and I'll chat with you next time.